You are now listening to Rest Days. Before we dive into this week's episode, it's important for us to note that some of the topics we cover could be triggering. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome back. It has been a little bit of time and we are here. It is season two of Rest Days. My name is Maria Sylvester Terry. I'm here with my wonderful co-host. I'm Lauren Lavelle and I want to be corny and say I haven't seen or talked to people since last year. I haven't talked to them since last year. Haven't done this podcast since last year. Well, here we are in the future, in the new year, and we are excited to just talk about that today. We are going to talk about the new year and resolutions, what works, what doesn't work, what we like about them, what we don't like, and even a little history lesson from yours truly. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) I think that when we originally said we were going to do a season two and we were like going to take time off, we both were like, we don't want to do like any New Year's theme stuff. And then I was like, hello, um, our first episode is actually going to be about resolutions. (laughs) It was a shock to me, y'all, and I'm so excited we're doing it. Because I find it is a quite polarizing topic, and who better to figure out the middle ground than us, right? Right. 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 Well, let's let's get it popping here, as they say. We start every episode with clickbait, mm-hmm. yeah? So mm-hmm. let's, uh, let's hear your clickbait today, Lauren. I have, of course, if you are a new listener, you might not know this, but I never know Lauren's clickbait, and she never knows mine. So Correct. this is this is your the real response. Okay, so I was thinking of doing like a more trendy clickbait, but then I discovered um, I, I wanted to compare two other people's clickbaits to one another. So there was a scandal um, with Equinox, which you know those two things kind of run together. Yes. Um, if you're not aware, Equinox is like a high end gym, high cost, uh, but what you're getting for that is supposed to be like worth it um do i know no because i don't live near one and i can't afford it um (laughs) like like i just don't i i just personally wouldn't it's not my it's not my jam but if you're looking for like that full almost spa gym experience i think equinox is like that girl so equinox put out an advertisement around new year's it was like basically we don't want new year's people and it was an advertisement of like an empty gym with like one dude working out and it was like yeah new year's people we don't want you we only want people who are dedicated and like basically just like said don't sign up here don't be new here don't come here and i'm like "Mm." your marketing team thought it was a good idea to say don't sign up (laughs) (laughs) so like they 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 i I assume this is like a again a polarizing reaction to maybe the planet fitnesses of the world where they're like you're always welcome here you always sign up like we're doing a deal we're doing this and like making themselves very available and this is like the snooty snobby reaction of like we don't even want you if you're new in january like don't come um Mm. and they took it down right away 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Well, you know, it is sounding like the fitness version of You Can't Sit With Us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like the gym was, like the, the goal, like what was the goal? Because they showed like an empty gym except one person who was like clearly their dedicated client. And I'm like, y'all are showing yourselves empty? Like, you know, as just to compare them to, like, Planet Fitness, where it's, like, you're jamming with, like, a bunch of people on cardio (laughs) machines, like, which, again, that's not everybody's preference either, but, like, I I don't know. I I just felt like it was such a negative spin. Mm. Like, it it was very, 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 like, a niche. Like, who who are they appealing to? Like, and also, those people probably wouldn't want to be friends with me. Um, no, anyone who was like, that ad was for me. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you think about it, they're advertising to their own members. Like, don't worry, this space will be just for us. Don't you worry. We'll won't put any of those people here. And in that case, why don't you show like at least five people? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Show yourself empty. Is this, is this your retention strategy? Yeah. It was so strange. So that was one that like they were catching a lot of heat for. And it was kind of an eye roll because like, I don't really care again. Like I'm not an Equinox person. I wasn't planning on spending money with them. But then I saw one of the most, in my opinion, genius commercials that just came out around the new year. And I don't think it's necessarily a new year, new me thing, but it is a brand recognition thing and a building. Um, And it was by Vital Proteins. And Vital Proteins created an ad where they showed a variety of people in a variety of lifestyles. It was almost, it's like, it's kind of like a corny, um, almost insurance ad it feels uh-huh. like like they're, they're in like a blank back background but it's like a guy throwing darts and like a woman doing yoga and then like there's other people doing other activities and they're like the whole thing is vital proteins for everybody cool. and it just shows people doing different activities including non-traditional fitness activities um yeah and as someone who I am a consumer of vital proteins, um, I am, but also like, so that, that actually made me like, uh, happy to be a consumer of a brand that like thought this through and was like, look, um, a lot of times collagen products, which like, you know, you and I have discussed privately, we have not discussed on a podcast, but we could, if people wanted us to, but like, there's a lot of gimmickiness and like um, clickbaitiness in general to yeah. like supplements. But I think the idea of like them opening up and being like, this is not just a supplement that we want people who are going to Equinox by themselves to be taking. We want anybody <laughs> who wants to take this to take it. And we're going to explain in a commercial visually who and what and why it's for. And like, yeah, it's for low impact activity it's for things that are non-traditional movement it's for you know at work like it was very I don't know it just every time I see it I'm just kind of like yeah I think they did a really good job yeah it feels like a warmer variation of what we tend to think of collagen as like collagen used to be promoted as like a gut health skin health fix all your problems sort of product and I really love to hear that we all could be eating protein and here's a convenient way to get it and everybody and everybody could benefit from it in certain capacities is it a perfect ad there's no such thing I think it's a super well done ad I can't wait to watch it I haven't seen it yeah it kind of just cracks me up every time I see it because I'm like they uh 
at least from what end of the market, like whatever I'm in, I'm like, they, I think they got it. Like, yes. they were like oh, yes. we, we're done being exclusive now. Like being yep. exclusive is actually not as good for our bag. <laughs> like, <laughs> correct, correct. Oh, wow. There's more people out there that yeah. might. <laughs> <laughs> the exact opposite. Like, it's, it's just so, it's so, it was so funny to me. So those were not my intended clickbait, but I just felt very, like, I felt very excited to compare and contrast them because if you've uh, seen either one or heard about either one of them, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I love how polarizing they are. I mean, the one, call, the collagen one's not polarizing, but I love that next to each other, they couldn't be more opposing. And yeah. I wonder, from a sales point of view, I probably don't have to wonder very hard who's doing well. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's mean, awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. really awesome. So Yay! Yay! Thanks for sharing a really feel-good one. I went, um, I went pretty basic on us. I chose the, you know... The sponsored ad, the thing that you see and you are just disgusted by. I was seeing a lot of classic New Year's diet content, challenges, programs, protocols. Mm. I hadn't seen transformative leggings since the butthole leggings of TikTok. And let me just send it to you now and then I will narrate. If you are on our Patreon, you will get the link when we post the recording. Oh, yeah. We can link these. uh, We can link these. Yeah. So the caption is a review. It says five stars. Oh, my God. I look like a model in these leggings. They are extremely comfortable and the fabric feels like butter on my legs. Our best selling. It's finally on sale. However, what's really disturbing about this clickbait is that these are not buttery leggings. These are leggings with a corset is essentially what it is. And it you pull on the leggings and then you have this like banded waist trainer attached to it and you zip it up. And y'all, it is as like emotionally ugly as it can get with like here's a person with a belly with like an existing amount of body like it just is they are who they are and then we zip it up and there are the results and it was really the first time I had seen something that was like you are the before and after in five minutes you don't even need to participate in the new year because here is your your pants and I saved it on January 3rd it looks like so it really was a New Year's timed product. It was going out at the time. It makes me so flustered to see it. Now they also, this is where I come in. They mm-hmm. also targeted me because when you think of me wearing leggings, what is the one thing I'm going to do all day when I'm in between sets and lifting? Do you know that one behavior I do all the time? Uh, no. Do you pull them up? <laughs> I am constantly pulling my pants anytime there's a photographer at our gym or someone takes a video you can see me hiking up my pants because I don't yeah, and have it's a not waist just, it's not it's also it, in my case it's not necessarily that they're rolling it's just that like any like a millimeter of like the the crotch of the pants getting off and yes I, like, my brain is like Mayday, mayday, mayday. You're going to get horrible inner thigh chub rub. Like if you yes. don't get this under control. So yeah, I, I, 
I think that I totally get where you're coming from. There. Yes. I'm a, pant, I'm a pant hiker. I am a pant hiker and I start at the knees and I just ripple them all up like pantyhose. And what they have are people doing jump squats and they, they write specifically, they will not roll down. So I am doubly annoyed because not only are they transformation pants, but they are apparently the ones that won't roll down. And I probably would put them on and they would still have to be hiked. I'm just, I think it's just my body and the way I wear pants. And like you said, that sort of, a quarter inch mayday moment that mm -hmm. you can't avoid. Mm -hmm. So I was floored by it. I am frustrated by it. And it is such an annoying little clickbait. And also so funny that they just circumvented the whole near and they're like, just buy these pants. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Faja Fantastica is back in full effect right now. Okay. Like we are built, we are in 2023, we're putting Fajas in everything. Um, <laughs> If you didn't know, now you know, because I have seen some things recently and I was like, wow, like, listen, you know, I, I, I think that like, I had a moment of like very young adulthood when, um, when Faha's waist trainers were like, you yeah. know, that girl. And there are some communities where they have been that girl. They're still that girl. They're always going to be that girl mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. has been consistent it was the fact that like they got the kardashian effect yes. at one point and now they're they're kind of like creeping back up in popularity again in a wider popularity again i'm gonna say they have never gone away um but yeah it's it, I, i'm not surprised no. i want to say that i'm not surprised because because now instead of having a separate entity of a waist trainer that you're sometimes wearing overclothing which always mm -hmm. was a thing for me. I was very confused by, but um, <laughs> like sometimes doubling, let's not yes. get into it. But <laughs> like, <laughs> now they're just like, skip that. We actually built it in. Yes. We built it in. Yes. Yeah. Um, very it, interesting. It is interesting. Um, so those are our clickbaits <laughs> for this week. Uh, I really appreciated your uh, comparison clickbait. I think I will be thinking about that all day. Yeah. Please. I can't wait to yeah. show you that. Can't wait. Well, one of them. One of them got deleted. <laughs> Is it, I mean, someone took receipts, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, so I'll be on Reddit later to find that. Yes. Well, we are going to roll right into our episode about resolutions, our relationship with resolutions, what we think about them. And I am sure we are going to learn a lot about each other today. And I can't wait for you as listeners to unpack your own thoughts about resolutions with us. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Make sure to tag us, message us, Patreon, you know where you can find us. Um, it, I think this is a really wholesome conversation. And of course, it starts with a pretty basic history lesson. Yes. Would you like me to get started? Yes. I okay. also would like people to know that I was like, there's going to be a history lesson. <laughs> and then silence. <laughs> and, and Maria was like, oh, so you want me to do the history? And I was like... Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Only one of us has a teaching cert. <laughs> well, what's so funny is I was sort of hoping that that's what you meant. I was like, well, I was like a kid waiting in class to be picked to be like the line leader. That's how I felt. <laughs> and it uh, looks like Maria's going to carry this project. Yes. So we're going to hand that over. <laughs> Pick we me. Yeah, we would have we would have been great in school projects together. Yes. So, Lauren, guess how old New Year's resolutions are? Part of me wants to think 
that they're not that old. Okay. But, um, okay, Lord have mercy. I don't know. Uh, Just a number of a, years. A, 150 years old. They are 4,000 years old. <laughs> this is, wait, I feel like that's even, that's so sad. Okay. Well, well let me tell you why. <laughs> okay. Let me tell you why. So there are three groups of people that have really allowed for resolutioning and promises to self and others at the new year to sort of become a thing. And so it starts 4,000 years ago with the Babylonians and their new year was not January because January didn't exist yet. It was mid-March and that's when new crops were planted. And yeah, so that's the logical new year. Okay. Let's yeah. <laughs> Right. So they would make offerings and promises to gods to pay off their debts and then return any borrowed items from the year before during this 12 day religious festival. And if you kept your promise at the end of the year, you stayed in favor with the gods. If you didn't keep your promise, it was assumed that you have fallen out of favor. Then around 46 BC, the Romans, you know, Julius Caesar decides he's going to change the whole calendar. And January is named after a two-headed god or two-faced god named Janus. Uh, J-A-N-U-S, not Janus, like Janus Joplin. I felt like I needed to clarify. And the two-faced god inhabited doorways and, um, like, archways. And okay. the purpose of this god was to look backwards into the previous year and forwards into the future. And so that started a different kind of resolution in January where folks were making, as you can assume here, you know, like sacrifices and offerings to the gods, particularly Janus, for a, for a better, like, year of good fortune. Mm-hmm. And then here comes number three, the Christians. And the yeah, Christians, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is where it starts to get, you know, a little messy. Who's surprised? Not us. Maybe mm-hmm. none of our listeners. As I would expect, this is where we start feeling terrible about ourselves. Because right, the, the, Christ, right, the Christian concept is let's feel really bad about our sins from the last year and promise to do better so in the 1700s you start getting churches hosting new year's eve or new year's day masses to prepare for the year ahead and repent for all of your sins and all of your failures from the year before and that's the 1700s piece is kind of almost on point with what you were saying like 150 years ago maybe a couple hundred years ago yes that's where it starts to co- go from community to individual mm-hmm. and now it's almost entirely secular it's almost completely about self-improvement or changing you as an individual it's not really a community thing um like we could have made a resolution for rest days but we didn't we wouldn't have even thought of that because that's not how we think of resolutions right. 40 45 percent of americans make resolutions and roughly eight percent keep them and that's not enough data for people to be like, I won't do this. It clearly isn't something people are successful with because maybe we have 4,000 years <laughs> of this practice of a new year starting over, starting fresh. And let's not forget the Christian influence of sort of hating yourself along the way and begging for forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking. So when you said 4,000, that's why I said, that's so sad. Cause I'm like, dang, we haven't gotten it together in 4,000 years. <laughs> Um, but there are some things that are just so wildly human, right? Like, um, and I think that regardless, like that's something that is human because a resolution 
for the most part, is just a goal. And I think goal setting Mm -hmm. is really normal. And like you said, communal goal setting is also a thing that was like more, more of a thing. And now it's individual goal setting, but it's really interesting um, to think of that evolution of the resolution. Yes. Yes. So that is brought to you by my studies and history.com and all of those good good things. Uh, Mm -hmm. If y'all have questions or insights, we'd love to hear them about history. Now we're going to get into our personal relationship with resolutions. Lauren, take us on a little journey. Uh, What is your relationship with resolutions? Yeah, I would like to say that I have always been myself. I like to always Mm. say that. Um, So as you can imagine, I'm part of the I'm part of the 92% that could have said that they were going to do a resolution and did not stick to it. Mm-hmm. Um I have such little stick to it if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> um very low stick to it. So um and like I love that about myself. I am just a little butterfly going from flower to flower and changing my mind. But like um I I think that I have now uh, a healed relationship with the idea of resolutions i don't they don't make me irrationally like upset when people have a resolution Mm -hmm. and or don't um but i think that yeah i fell into the idea of that it was a should and so like you should be doing this everyone is doing this and the constant pursuit of self-improvement And now as like a cozy homebody living in a space where there actually is a winter, I'm like, who would try to change right now? Right. (laughs) Right. So so when you said it was in the middle of March, which is the start of uh, the astrological calendar, Aries starts in the middle of March. um, I was like, yeah, because that's when stuff starts Mm -hmm. growing and you can like actually see things happening where in a lot of places when it's cold like you're not really seeing a lot of growth like you're allowing things to be brown and not super exciting and tired um but yeah I definitely of course would set lofty goals or whatever I'm gonna I think I think every time I set a resolution which was not very many and never successfully if you Mm want to measure success by doing it um (laughs) if you measure success by having a resolution I had them Um, but I think that they were the thing that I always encourage people away from they were extra they were over the top they were not smart goals Mm -hmm. (laughs) they were they were like work out every day (laughs) that's not ever gonna be a good idea like it's not a good resolution it's not a good goal it doesn't have like any measurement of time and like ways to check off that it you know is vacuuming the whole house like all these things like they weren't they weren't good resolutions to begin with and they were setting myself up for failure regardless and I think I never really took them that seriously anyway so it wasn't like a big like oh man <laughs> I'm, I'm so mad at myself I probably like like I'm I can't even describe to you what any of them were because they have left my brain like they are gone um and so I think that is something when I think about resolutions like I think there was a lot of um energy around them but not an a lot of energy put into them in the way that 
should have if they were going to be completed and checked off the list. And I think that that's really kind of popular. Like, yes, yes, I think so. Like, it's like we get ready to set the goal, but then we're like, oh, doing the goal thing? (laughs) You want me to do what? (laughs) Oh, shoot. Like, you made this big vision board and, like, a really nice, like, you wrote it in, like, calligraphy. (laughs) And then you're like, oop. And then you flip back and it's literally the next, it's like December of that year. And you're like, and for the next year, like I haven't revisited this at all. Um, So that's kind of my relationship with them in general. And I think that as a fitness instructor, I have, of course, my own opinions on resolutions because like I said, mine always seem to be like these unattainable situations. And I have feelings about burnout and I have feelings about injury and I have feelings about like disappointment and that loop of toxicity that could happen when you go like all in and then fail. I'm Mm -hmm. saying that word, like, you know, how people perceive that word, but like you fail, whatever that means. And then stop, repeat all the process over and over again. So I think that that's where, my like scrunched nose I don't really like it feelings come from where I see this causing people to feel disappointed causing people to feel like failures causing people to maybe overreact or overcompensate and then leading them down a path that's like not is it self-improvement if you hate it like is it self improvement if you're miserable? Yeah. Like I, right. so, I, that's kind of where I where where my mixed feelings come yeah. on the New Year's resolution. Yeah, I think that's um, that's a question that we could all hold close to our hearts. Is this idea of are we miserable? Are we happy? And I think it speaks to your membership energy, right? The idea is we come into it, and it might not always be our favorite move, but we can always shift. We can always find joy. Like, you're such a champion for, like, challenging movement can still have joy. And I think that's missing in the resolution space, because it's like, if it's not hard, why bother? Like, well, <laughs> right. And also, like, 150. <laughs> like, not, right. Never, like, 50% improvement. Never, like, a 10% or a 1%, 1% improvement. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's, like, actually, your life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you are horrible. Yeah. And <laughs> you need to fix yeah. everything about yourself. You should be a different person by the end of the year. You you better clean this up. You better get your yeah. act together. Yeah. yeah. That- okay. Go for it. That's that's really where my uh, my business is now. If you're you're a dedicated listener, you probably love these sections of the podcast because you start to realize that two people that love each other very much and are very silly and have a very joyful relationship are quite different. And yes. this is where I really am going to show that difference. So. My personal relationship with resolutions, it's a flow, right? Because as you know, I'm a hopper. I hop from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing and never really have unpacked why am I even hopping around like that, right? I've done that with movement, etc. So it always started as a kid as a body resolution. Um, mm-hmm. I think for maybe from middle school to even college, my resolution was to have a six pack. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what it looked like <laughs> in terms of like I'm achieving sorry. that. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm serious. Very vulnerable here. 
I know, I know, but I'm just like a six pack again, again, <laughs> again. Like yes, like me, a child who never made a sports team and used skip it for primary athletic abilities. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna have a six pack because I was coming from a place of feeling like negative ten, and so I thought, well, wh- in order to feel better, I need to ach- achieve a hundred and ten percent better, get myself out of this hole instead of saying like hmm, maybe I could talk to my mom about how uncomfortable I am in my body and, like, maybe I could have had therapy. Like, none of that was happening in the 90s. I really just thought, this is what I see in magazines, this is what I see on TV, I'm going to pursue a body. So every year it was, like, something, whether it was my arms or my legs or my my belly. Like, it was always a body thing. And then Mm -hmm. I shifted to behaviors. So, okay, well, clearly, like, that wasn't working. So, like, I'm going to change my behaviors, which is where food things come in and movement things Mm -hmm. come in. And then I realized that's not working. So I went to themes. The theme of my year is intention or it's thoughtfulness. Like, I would have some sort of theme that I'd carry and apply to wait for it 100% of my life, which never made sense. And then I went. To, you have to choose carefully that way. Yeah, Otherwise, you're like, nothing. Yeah. Right, right. Then it was words. Like, what's your word of the year? Which sometimes was great, but if you picked one word, you were stuck with that word. Um, it was funny. I would as, forget my word. You want to know? I never forgot my word because last year my word was release, and I got my tongue tie released, and um, break your soul came out. So I never. <laughs> That's like releases the word they repeat the over tongue, and over again. <laughs> the tongue tie. Yeah. The tongue tie. Um, you know, I kind of leaned into that. But then I remember getting to like October and thinking like, why was that my word? Like, yes, I left my job. Yes, I had this procedure done. But like, I've also held on to a lot of pain this year. And I'm not going to be hard on myself about that. <laughs> like, it's been a lot. So then I also will share some some uh, honorable mentions here. I was a Ooh. big vision boarder uh, where okay. I would like do the magazine clippings and like really not get me, visual. Not me giving vision board shade earlier and you were like, <laughs> should I tell her this? Yes, of course I'm going to tell you. I loved it because I'm an artistic and creative person and I kind of love the idea of visualizing. And you know what, y'all? When I visualized saving more money, I did it. And when I visualized... Um, having a plan of like making more friends or baking more things or cooking more like I would do it because it was in my view every single day. And I also recognize that that is a selective memory because there are so many things on that vision board that like you, I have no freaking clue what they were, but I remember like when, you a few. Mash, when you played mash <laughs> and you're like, you're like, dang, that, that mansion is not <laughs> Has not come to fruition yeah. once again. <laughs> no. No. Put it on there and hope for the best. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think for me, it comes down to recognizing that I think I've had one good resolution in my life. And that resolution was to stop bailing on things. And I don't recommend making goals that sound like stop or don't or no more. But I really struggled with taking on too many things and then last minute canceling because I was overwhelmed. And I hated that. I didn't want to be that friend or family member or just like colleague. And I recognized that was something about me that I did start in the new year. And it it enforced in me a boundary of starting to say no for the first time in my life. And that's right around the time I met you. Um, that was like early when I was living on South Street and had just moved to Center City. 
Um, that really, that really did help. But of course, that's one that's not related to changing my body. It was one that had a very clear pattern of steps that I could practice each and every day, every week. So my, my relationship with resolutions, of course, has evolved and has shifted and it really started at a gnarly place. I do feel like there have been times where I've been in that 8% very few times, but most of the time, just like you, I've been in that 92%, another year goes by. And I started to embrace the idea that every day could be New Year's Day if I wanted to, it to be. Um, my yoga practice really brought that out. And I decided, you know, if I really need a new year, mid-March is the time. And uh-huh. sometimes it's the summer. Sometimes I use the academic year. Your birthday. Right? My birthday. Yeah. There's so many ways to go about it. And I've been really open-minded about self-improvement being about something that allows me to be about really truly embracing who I am more rather than changing who I am because I'm resentful of it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think that I don't even call it self-improvement anymore. I'm like, this is all an experiment. Yes. I love the word experiment. Yeah. This is an experiment or this is an adventure. Like Mm -hmm. we're not, we're not like, this is a tangent. This is, we don't know what's going to happen. And it's all like, in, it's like all into the unknown. So like, why not have a little fun and why not, you know, and I was, I was bagging on my own stick to itness and, and anyone who genuinely knows me knows I have followed through on many a, a lofty goal. You sure goal. do. You sure um, do. And it's not from setting a goal at the beginning of the year or it's, it's not. not from whatever. It's like this it's again, it's an adventure, right? Can we see how far this goes? Like, where's mm-hmm. the end of the line here? And like, that can be taken into the wrong direction. And it has been and I have, but also I've been able to rechannel it or redirect it into like, a little bit of a more graceful space where I'm just like, <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> yes. Like, I wonder what would happen if and one thing about you, Lauren, that I really appreciate is you don't you're not in the dark on it. You're not alone in your resolution. You will text me and say, I'm going to stop doing this and start doing that. Or I think I'm going to try this. Or I'm going to start. How about the fridge? I think I'm going to do more of the community fridge. And look how beautiful that is. <laughs> That's like a full-blown relationship now. And it yeah. started with a little bit of an idea, a sense of adventure, a little, I'm going to drop the A word here, y'all. So not not to be confused with a tracker or anything, but it was a little accountability too, like sharing it with somebody and saying, I'm going to do this and saying it out loud, um, which I just, I think that is how so many things that you've um, achieved have happened. Saying it yes. out loud, seeing it as an adventure and being afraid to mess up and maybe abandon, <laughs> abort the mission when needed. Totally. I think it's also this like tiny, like seed of desire. So Mm. I think that like the underlying thing is so many resolutions we set are like, again, the antithesis of who we are because it's a, it's a practice of like not be being good enough. Yes. Um, Yes. And so maybe reprogramming or, or stepping and being like, what do I like? And how do I enhance the things that I like or do more of the things that I like as opposed to like, get rid of it. <laughs> Goodbye. Throw it away. You're right. Right. Throw it away. Well, and that that's really stage two of this conversation, which is where do we see them being like that? Where are the scenarios and the moments where we see resolutions as bad, as harmful? Your experience obviously is going to have more of that fitness 
perspective, I'm sure we can think about it in many things in life. In your opinion and your experience, where do resolutions become really uh, complicated and harmful uh, thoughts? Yeah, we talked about it uh, earlier, but I think it's just like when you're so miserable for the sake of something you wrote down in a journal or like said mm-hmm. in an Instagram story or whatever. You're like, my resolution is, um, and then it's dragging you through hell. Like, yeah. Your resolution, you're like accomplishing the goal, but at what cost? And I think that that's a lot of the times when I see fitness resolutions, just body resolutions in general, but like specifically they usually revolve around both of our careers, mm-hmm. which is like fitness and nutrition. Um, yep. Because of course those are the only two factors that go into making you a human being. Um, <laughs> right. Those are the only two things. Can't change anything else. Um, nothing else is, is weighing in on that. Uh, but like, I think that those, because of that, because we are so conditioned to think of only those two things, um, there's so much pressure on both of those things. Because yeah. they're like, we don't have a lot of place to put blame, which is a lot of where the motivation comes from. It comes from blame and shame and not wanting to be who you are or wanting to be so different. Um, so I think that that is where I see it getting like, that's when people are in there. The amount of TikTok com- content on like people doing extreme two a day workouts right yeah, now is yeah. like, yo, cause I've been there. We um, have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've been there. And like, I know that a lot of people started 75 hard or isn't that what it's called? Yeah. 75 hard. Mm-hmm. Cause there's now 75 soft and like there's 75 <laughs> mediocre. Like oh my God. people have, people have reacted to it and been like a 75 average. Yeah. Like, right. Right. Um, and I think that seeing that, it just reminds me of like, yo, just the burnout rate is so quick when you're, mm-hmm. when you're going so hard and, and burnout can lead to feeling negative about it, feeling withdrawn from doing it at all. Cause if you can't yep. do it the way that you're supposed to be doing it, you're not going to do it. You're going to yep. dig your heels and be like, it's not even worth it. I give up. Um, yep. And there it goes. The pendulum swings. Yeah. Yes. yes. And so I think that that's where I'm just like, again, I don't have like a ton of super negative feelings about people making a resolution. It's, um, it's just frustrating for me to see people get in a cycle of like shame Yeah, that takes them out of their bodies. It takes them out of the experience and just leaves them like chasing something that may not even be for them, may not be what they want, may not be what works, whatever mm-hmm. works mm-hmm. means. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where, what I see a lot of in that world. And I know that you can speak to the, the only other factor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause you're only here to eat three meals instead of your uh, fixing. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I was going to say eat three meals, but then there's people that are like, no, this is the year I'm going to start fasting. And it's like, I, yes. I want to start this conversation and from my end of like, there are two things I want to name. One is about habits and one is about values. And the thing where I see resolutions being like just bad period in, in the way that like they're not helpful, they're not doing anything, is around thinking that we can just hack a habit 
by forcing ourselves to do something every single day at high intensity and think that that's going to create consistency. So sometimes I see folks say, and I see still see a lot of Whole30 at the beginning of the year. I see a mm-hmm. lot of new uh, starts at the gym, which is fine, but it's the gym and it's the nutrition and it's the private training and it's so many things. So part of me wants to remind everyone that it, you know, making these goals or goal setting in general, it, yeah, it requires habits and those habits are related to a mindset and your mindset is what drives your thoughts and feelings. It's what drives your actions and then the actions create the habits. So if your mindset is on you being a piece of shit and needing uh-huh. to change the way you eat because you, you went off the rails during the holidays or whatever it might've been, you are setting yourself up to hate yourself. It, that habit that you're seeing yourself get to may not ever happen because like you said, is it self-improvement if you're hating yourself? I feel like we internally, right, just like your body has a stomach bug and you poop or vomit to get rid of it, I feel like our brains are like, get out of here. I don't want to be in this negative space and go to the gym yeah, every my brain's day. Like, yeah. <laughs> Bye. Right. You know what your brain thrives on is positive reinforcement. So if you are looking to chocolate. move more, yes, <laughs> more chocolate, please. If you are looking for a way to induce a habit that feels good and is consistent, it's got to be small. You have to cheer yourself on and you might, it's, this is a rough one. You might have to start from a place of I'm great right now. I accept myself right now and any other shift I want to make that allows me to be my, you know, more enhanced self in my heart and brain or whatever, that's a, an extra bonus. So I that's the habit piece. The second mm-hmm. is values. So I I see a lot of clients um, this time of year is great because none of my clients are big resolutioners at all. They kind of are like, let's keep doing what we've been doing. And one thing I see when anyone wants to make a change is the change isn't rooted in a value. It's rooted in an external outcome or achieving, right? It's not related to what you believe. So I still sometimes get clients that are like, I really like not dieting and that feels so good. I also still want to lose weight. And Mm -hmm. that conversation gets tricky because we start thinking, well, I'll just try to lose weight while not dieting. And to that, I would say, I feel like we have so many other things to explore rather than trying to have one foot in and one foot out. What is in alignment with your values? If your value is centered on, I want to work towards self-acceptance, then we're not going to engage in dieting behaviors. If your value is fuel or energy or authenticity, let's do something that feels authentic to you. And actually setting a habit or a resolution or a goal related to what you believe in, because on the day that it's really hard to do the thing, you might Mm -hmm. be able to say, well, this is an alignment with who I am. So if I could say and offer those two things to, to listeners today, it's are your habits tied to a mindset that's positive and are the behaviors you want to work towards tied to values you actually believe in or was it an idea from a parent or instagram where you're just you're feeling you're feeling clickbaity you're feeling triggered sit in that emotion and that discomfort and recognize this isn't for me right now it's not relevant to me and that is so okay to turn those things down you're not lazy you're not giving up on yourself you're choosing something that is simply it's either with you or it's not with you and just let let it roll if it's not for or with you. 
Yes, yes. I love that. I love thinking about doing what's for you. Of course, I have a little bit of a natural inclination to do those things. So it's, um, it's, I thank you for putting it into words for people who maybe yeah. have not experienced and not dabbled in that because I think, I mean, I think once you start dabbling in it, it becomes a lot easier, like anything so again, right? It's, it's something, it's a practice. And when we think of of like movement and we think of the way that we're eating and all of those things, they really are just like teeny tiny parts of the whole. And so how can we make those things fit better with more of the things that make us ourselves as opposed to changing the bigger part of us to fit those teeny (laughs) tiny parts? Ah, yes. Yes. I love that little, that little image in my head. Yes. Like a little puzzle. Yes. (laughs) I really enjoy that. And I also do enjoy when I get better at something. I know we've talked about this before and our clients have talked about it with us. Uh, We don't like being bad at things and trying new things that we have to get better at feels terrible. I I do love the feeling of I'm getting better at this. I'm feeling more uh, consistent or I'm feeling more myself. I'm feeling like this is becoming routine. What other benefits do you feel like resolutions or goal setting offer people in your opinion? Yes. Um, this is coming from, again, the very random, uh, side of me, which like, I think as many opportunities to, uh, try and fail or try and bail (laughs) really great, really great for me. Like, absolutely my jam because you don't know until you try Mm -hmm. and if you don't like it you can bail um so so I think the idea that you're like okay well this year like even even again that's why I think sometimes even those big extreme goals there can be like a little silver lining of oh I said I was gonna take a brand new workout class every single week of the year and on week 13, you tried a workout that you fell completely head over heels mm-hmm. in love with. And you're like, never mind. I bought a gym member early. I bought a membership there. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're like, just kidding. I'm not going to do anymore. Or you keep that and you like do occasionally dabble in other things, but you find something that like kind of shifts what the goal was in, in general, right? Like, yeah, I don't need to keep looking. I found something that worked. Um, and it's working for now. And I already know that I've tried these 12 other workouts. Mm -hmm. So I know them now. And so if someone says, Oh, I'm looking for something like this, you can be like, Oh yeah, I took a class there or I did this. And this is what my experience was. So I think just like a collection, again, that's the science side, right? Like the collection of data to like store away and just very Sagittarius Jack of all trades, (laughs) but, um, but master of none, but still better than master of one. Like you still have more information because you've been collecting all of these data points. Yes. So I think that that could be like one positive thing that comes out of it is like self exploration in this process of like, Oh, I found out that I said, Oh, I, I said, I'm only going to eat at home. I'm never going to do takeout it, uh, yeah, ever right. again in this whole year. Right. Um, you found out like what you like to cook or what you like to eat or how to cook. You learn how to cook. Yep. You, uh, you bought yourself an air fryer and it's badass, And like, you now cook everything in it. Um, so like (laughs) there are things that like, you know, can come out of this that can maybe be considered a silver lining. And, and I think that 
maybe the 92% of people who fail their New Year's resolutions will still have collected data yep. and experiences from it. So even if you did it for a week, you collected a little bit of data and you can like store that away. Yes. I love that you said data so much. I love it. All data is neutral is what I tell anyone I work oh. with or anytime I talk about. I had two goal setting classes this year and I oh, talked yeah. a lot about, you know, all data is neutral or data are it's neutral. Eating up, just eating up little just, pieces of information. Yes, that's it. And it's so great that you share that example. I want you all to know that that's a real thing that happened to one of Lauren's new members. who's one of my clients and an avid listener of rest days. We created a bingo sheet for the month of January because of XYZ reason that they didn't want to do their original workout plans. And a couple of Lauren's classes were on it and a couple other random ones. And this week we had a nice hearty laugh about some of the classes that were on the bingo sheet. Like, I don't even want to do that anymore. I really love Lauren's classes. I'm just going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep- I, love, I, I was, had no idea. <laughs> yes, I know you had no idea. It was just, it just happened this week. And I, I made sure that this person knew that this was still a brilliant thing. You didn't have to win bingo. You already won. You won by inviting yourself to try new things. You won yes. by learning that some of these things no longer seem interesting. How many times have we said, I want to do this, this, and this. And then we get to it and we're like, I actually, it doesn't align. I actually don't want to do that thing. So Almost every time for me. Yeah. <laughs> You said how many times? I'm going to say almost every. It's going to be every time for me, yeah. Um, I think that's beautiful. Something else I love about a benefit of these resolutions is you might actually enjoy your life in a way you are looking to. I'll give you an example. I'm very disorganized. And I made a little promise to myself because we were on a road trip when the new year started that I really want to clean. I want to be in a clean car. I spend a lot of time in the car. I hate looking at crumbs. My car kind of smells weird after a couple coffee cups are rolling around. A forgotten banana peel here or there. I'm not a clean person when it comes to my car. And I'm super hygienic, but my car is gross. And I have felt so good sitting in a clean car. And I have felt happy about resetting my Bluetooth up so I don't have all these random cords and I'm not worried about, oh, I can't listen to my music because all five kids I used to nanny all their phones were in there. <laughs> I never cleared out their data. Like this is something I, I wanted, I've wanted to do for a while. And because I felt so in alignment with it, I really do feel better. So I think mm -hmm. sometimes when you find that little thing your life does improve and it can be transformational in a way that you're not expecting, right? It's not a body transformation. It's not zero to a hundred, but it's this little spark of joy of being able to get into my car and feel like, ah, oh, what a sweet ride. Oh yeah. <laughs> what yes. a sweet I ride. I love that for you. Me I love too. that for you. And um, the first time I ever went in your car, you had an entire thing of wine in the backseat. <laughs> Why did I have that? I don't remember what it was from. Like, it was from, like, an event An or event, something. yes, yes. And there was a box of wine. <laughs> you gotta put your feet up on the box. 
So that that's my story yeah. about your car. <laughs> and I, uh, sadly, any of my pals that are in New Orleans or Philadelphia that have been in my car could tell a really gross Reese Honda story. Um, and it's fine, y'all. It took me a little while to find my space and I'm doing it. So I do think when we set resolutions that bring us joy for the life we're in instead of wreaking havoc to get a life we don't have. It could be right. We don't even know we want. Yeah, we don't even know we want that life. Like again, like you said, you might get there and be like, oh no, I made a mistake. Like I gotta go. And like knowing that you can bail is like Lauren, I love it. I love the bail fail. Yeah, we got to do it. Yes. We got to do it over and over, over, and over. until there is no more. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's like, I loved hearing and thinking about the idea of values because I think that that is really the missing piece that we don't hear a ton about at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, and we can hear it again anytime. So okay. anytime it comes up, it's something that's worth revisiting and maybe starting from that place and moving outward, like recentering looking at your values and then moving forward from there in a direction that seems more you. Yes. Yes. And let it be you. It's okay. If other people are doing things without you, it's okay. If nobody understands your goal or resolution, if it's in alignment with you, that's what matters. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited. Did you pick a word for this year or did you leave it? No, I left it this year. I'm really just focusing on being a cleaner person. Oh, I did Ooh. have a very silly one, which was I want to smell good. I oh, it's, wait. <laughs> you want to unpack it real quick? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So before we go, yeah. So it's not. It's not that I smell bad, but I feel like there are people. You have one. Certain friends have one. People have signature smells. And I just love, like, when a friend's in my car and then leaves and the car kind of smells like that person, now in the context of knowing I had a really dirty car, it really mattered. (laughs) Like, I kind of love when people have this signature smell. And I thought, well, I don't really have the, like, body wash to body oil to, like, skin. I don't use scented skincare. Yeah. And I don't use Uh scented perfume. And I thought, you know, I like a practice of kind of good smelling things, candles and more candles in my house, a great air freshener in my car. I want a good smelling year. And I went to a friend's house and said this, and you know what they said? Hmm. Me too. They, they also had a goal like that. I thought, well, fun. Like it's not that I smell bad, but I just want to smell, smell consistently <laughs> like the same thing, which means smell also positively <laughs> and consistently. Yeah. I want to just be the person that when someone hugs them, they're like, you smell good. And I, I don't know why. I just feel like it, it is a self-care piece. And it's also like, why not take that little bit of time for myself to spoil myself with a nice body oil and actually get to know the smells that I really enjoy? Because for the longest time, I would just buy a perfume and put it on. But like, I don't live in a perfume town anymore. You can't really wear perfume when you're sweating profusely and you're in a hot gym and hundred degree weather. So, uh, new steps for me to smell good. New year, new smell. Mm. Um, (laughs) Um, I think that that is really hilarious. Unfortunately, (laughs) I can't participate in that because I live with a bubble boy who's allergic to 99% of scented things. So I just get to be smelling bad this year. Um, (laughs) you don't smell bad. I think you have a signature scent. 
I do. It's like skin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's really soft, moisturized skin. Yes. Yeah, that, that is true. That is true. I think that it's, um, I think that setting something fun like that is, is like what it's all about. So that's where so. we can leave it. You have a fun, silly, maybe low, low effort resolution. Like it's not too, you can slowly yeah. collect and try lots of different things mm-hmm. and then by the end of the year maybe you'll have a routine that you like yes yes i'm thinking you have a clean so. car you have a clean car you'll have a moisturized body um people will want to hug you if that's your oh, thing yeah Bring another reason i'm another reason i'm staying smelly in <laughs> don't don't touch me <laughs> i don't want to be hugged by the end of the year, we're going to be even more different down yeah, with physical scent. You're going to be a beautiful big bird, and I'm going to be Oscar the Grouch in a trash can. Well, we're guess what? We still get to be on the same show together. In separate places, <laughs> thankfully. All right. Well, it's been real. <laughs> it's been real. Thanks um, for the kickoff of season two. Yeah, and y'all, thanks so much for being here with us and joining us for episode one of season two. Lauren, where on earth can they find us and where can they support us? Yeah, so they can find us at our Instagrams, at vitamin underscore re, mm-hmm. R-I, and at Lauren Lavelle Fitness. We'll just type it in the chat or the show notes. We don't need to get into that. Correct. And also we have a Patreon that is going to be getting access to a lot of extras this season. Um, the people who are riding with us first season, we we were all going in not knowing what was going on. Mm-hmm. So shout out to all of them. Um, you know, it's not a big commitment. You can come into the Patreon and out of the Patreon as you choose. Yes. And we will be giving extras when we have guests. So you'll get a little bit more. You can see us recording this instead of just listening to us recording this. And um, yeah, so if you're looking for a community to crack jokes and have a little input on these episodes, yeah. you can join us on our Patreon. And of course, Maria will ask you to give us a nice rating on anywhere that you're listening to. <laughs> Yes, please. Give us a five-star rating and maybe write a few friendly words about us. We would greatly appreciate it. We already have appreciated so much of what you've had to offer as our listeners. We're really looking forward to season two and some fun guests. And we can't wait to see you next time. Yay. See you next time. Bye. Bye.